Hey, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I got to tell you, Victoria, it, you, I wish you could have been in the studio a few minutes ago when my wife and I were trying to figure out uh, the, how to pronounce Andre's name. Is it Andre? Andre? Because, I mean, that that's a conversation starter right there. Uh, I say Andre. Andre. All right. <laughs> my wife wins. <laughs> yeah, yay what what a storyline andre has and in in the way that as a reader it's almost like it's a collection of several different people that you may have bumped into along the way and andre is is a is a collaboration yeah definitely he's also one of my characters who or probably the only character in this book series who i would consider the good one mm-hmm. like capital g good he is noble honorable he's going to do the right thing through and through but he's a real challenge to write because um sometimes the good guys aren't terribly interesting and i have to find new ways into that very noble character well you're right about that because i'll tell you what yeah when you're when you're always doing good then people get bored with that and they're they're, they're always looking for that mm-hmm. you know that little bit of darkness you know like like sarosa or sarasa is that how you say that one mm-hmm yeah, Sarasa, you got it. I mean, there, that even that. I mean, to me, that's the the opposite sides. It opposites do attract. You've got Andre and Sarasa, and I mean, darkness and good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was I was so happy in this series because the whole story is about people who aren't the typical heroes um, getting to join in the adventure to save the world. So I knew I wanted some people who were very much on the criminal end of the spectrum to balance out the more noble knights and squires. So now, how do you play this out inside your creative imagination? Do you put up pictures on the wall and you know that there's got to be an even balance of characters? Because every reader is going to pick out their favorite character. Yeah, and I definitely I wanted to have that experience. It's really cool seeing who gravitates towards who, who's your favorite character, because it's going to be different for each reader. Um, I definitely had a Pinterest board to start out this series so I could nail down everyone in my head. Um, But the main visual that I need while writing this series is I have the map pulled up on a monitor next to me. So I can constantly reference that as we're zipping around the map a little bit, bouncing between the different characters. Um, And just so I have the world in the back of my head at all times. But I, for the most part, once I'm really moving, I'm not using visual aids too much. Yeah. Well, it's up there inside your imagination. I mean, you you picture it up yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, you you hope as a writer you get to the place where you've metabolized the story so much that it becomes second nature while you're writing. You don't have to reference as much, and then it becomes a little more fluid. See, that's one of those points where, you know, the, the what I call them hider writers, people that are at home that do write but they don't ever share, but they, they, they stop writing because they don't understand that bridge of growth and, and that you're, you're not the same person that you were when the idea first hit you. Right, absolutely. And as a creator, as an artist, you always hope the newest thing you're working on is the best thing because you want to be growing every single time. So I definitely hope that this is my best book yet. And then I also hope that the next one is better than this one. <laughs> it's um, it's a nice thing, but it's also a real weird challenge because you're never quite satisfied with yourself. Do you feel like a rock star in the way that Fleetwood Mac did Rumors, the Eagles did Hotel California, but it was always that next one that they were always worried about? Yeah, um, I don't think I particularly feel like a rock star, but um, yeah, that is the challenge of living creatively and working in the creative industry and doing the business side of things because once I wrote a book, I realized a whole other half of the job Mm -hmm. kicked in. 
Um, It's not just about writing the book. It's about doing stuff like this. You have to get out there and sell it too. And it, it feels a little ironic because us writers, we're not sitting here writing stories by ourselves because we're good at talking to other people. <laughs> so then were, were you ever an introvert and you had to force yourself into having those conversations? Every day. Every day. Yep. <laughs> Every day. I always feel no matter how successful the book is, someone can ask, you know, oh, what's your book about? And I get very embarrassed talking about it. Oh, because oh, I'll talk about my old series. And like, it's teenagers with superpowers. Oh, it's weird. Or this one. I'm like, it's like Lord of the Rings. Oh, leave me alone. <laughs> that's, that's usually when I look at him and say, I'll tell you what, I think you'll get a better answer if you just go Google it. Okay, because I, I, I don't. I, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are people who are better than me who are selling. <laughs> there are so many different corners of experience in, inside your story, Blade Breaker. To me, Make them unite inside the imagination of a reader because you're coming from so many different directions and all of a sudden, whoa, it's right here in front of us now. Yes, yes. And that's um, the beauty of having a sequel and writing a longer series is you get to set things up so much in the first book. And then by the time you get to the second one, the chips are starting to fall a little bit. And that's when things get really fun for me as a writer, but also the readers because they know the landscape. And I can push them a little bit further and I can make the relationships change a little bit and I can up the stakes as much as possible. You being that reader, have you ever sat there on a page and thought, mm, I would have redone that paragraph a different direction because they lost me? <laughs> yes, and I do it with movies too. And it's sort of a curse because you want to be able to turn that part of your brain off and just enjoy the story. But there's definitely moments where I'm thinking, oh, that was the end of the first act. <laughs> and my fiance will be like, shut up. <laughs> Well, being that screenwriter, doesn't that also, uh, you know, do things to your, your your imagination in the way of, you know, perfecting the picture inside the paragraphs? Sorry, could you repeat that? The alarm is going off in my hotel room. I love it, man. That's that's called live radio yeah. right there. Being that yes, screen, <laughs> being that screenwriter, doesn't that really kind of you know perfect the picture uh, in, in the paragraph? Because I mean, you know how something is going to play out on a screen. Therefore, you've got to make it happen in a paragraph as well. Yeah, um, my screenwriting background is really helpful, but I've always been a very visual writer, and. Um, the thing that I take from screenwriting the most is structure mm-hmm. more than how to write something visually. Uh, I structure all my stories the way I would structure a feature screenplay. Um, and using that three act eight sequence structure is really helpful because it's something an audience is really familiar with because most of an audience's stories that they consume fall into that rhythm without them even knowing it. So they're kind of primed to that storytelling and you can do a little bit more because they can feel the beats of the story happening and it's comforting and helpful at the same time. Let's let's you know put some sunshine on that word structure because you're you're so right about that. You've got to have structure, you've got to have vision. But how do you deal personally with those that go, you're just set in your way? And I'm going, uh no, 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 no. It's I, I have to have structure. Yeah. Um, I definitely am a structure writer. I don't know if I'll ever be able to write a story without an outline or without knowing where it ends. I'm so sorry if you can hear this emergency alarm going off. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm not. Um, the way we say it in the industry is you're a planner or you're a panther. Mm-hmm. And I am very much a planner. And the panthers, they fly by the seat of their pants. I'm nope. a planner. I don't like to outline too much, but I need to know where I'm going. 
that's so true. That's so true. Now, is, is did somebody just pull the fire alarm by, by the elevator or something? They say it's a test, so that's really, um, really convenient for me. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know what's going to happen, Victoria. This is going to end up in one of your books because the experience of that going off and having a conversation. Yeah, yeah, it, it's one of those things where you can't really predict anything happening live, and anything that can go wrong can go wrong. We're just living life. For you to write on the edge of hope, reaching victory, that is such a, that's a careful walk right there. Yeah, and writing this whole series has been very cathartic for me, um, especially in our current landscape and what we've been going through in the last few years, because sometimes it does feel like we don't have any hope and any kind of hope we have is being ruined by certain things. So to write a series that, you know, it's not finished yet, we don't really know where people are going, but there's always a chance that something good is going to happen has been really helpful to me. Well, congratulations on Blade Breaker. A divided world must rally to stop an enemy. That right there, I judge that book by its cover, and I say, let's make this book happen. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Please come back to this show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you. Thank you so much, and hopefully there's no alarm on that door. Be brilliant today, okay? Thank you. You too.